Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with my man, Chad, other no, or better known as, is it Mr. Drive 12? Yeah, Mr. Underscore Drive 12. That's his and name. Somebody already took, took Mr. Drive. Uh, I, try to get, I try to get it from him, he won't give it to me. <laughs> I don't even I think don't... he uses the Instagram, to be honest. I'm like, I don't even think he uses it. I'm like, he just has it. I'm like, dang. He's sitting on it. Yeah, and the 12 means because I started the uh, the brand in 2012. Oh, really? So some people ask that, why do you have the 12? And I'm like, well, I started in 2012. So. Well, so, Chad, let me ask, I mean, like, you know, if I look at you on Instagram and I see, you know, your beard and all your tats and you're fucking jacked the fuck up, I would not think clothing company. So, right? you know, yeah. what, what, what put you in the clothing industry? I mean, did you start out there? Did you have something that started before that? Why don't you just take us through, you know, what your journey was, brother? Okay. Well, first of all, it goes way past, you know, the clothing, obviously, before even I even thought of a clothing. I didn't even, I had no idea. I had no intentions. You know what I mean? I had no intentions of starting a clothing brand. It's not like I went to school for it. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't go to school for any of that. Um, I just was, you know, working, just trying to find my way in life, working this job here, working this job here, hating this and hating that. And then I started getting into working out and I started loving it. And I was like, man, I really have a passion for this. This is awesome. To the point it was affecting the jobs that I was at and the managers didn't like it. And, you know, so, cause you know, you're bringing your food. Oh, I got to go work out and drinking your water all the time and stuff like that, I really started finding a passion for it. And so I was like, I'm not happy anymore. I'm just not happy. I need to be happy. Money is great, but happiness is way better. And I was like, well, what can I do to keep doing what I'm doing, but still be able to work out? And no one's going to bitch at me about it or anything like that. So sure. became a personal trainer. That's exactly what happened to you know, me. And this and this was and this was back in shoot, this was back in, I don't know, probably 2008, maybe 2007 or something. And uh maybe even longer, maybe 2006 or something like that. And uh, you know, so I got on with the gym and got around a, a, the same group of people like me, you know, had a great group. The the first my first experience being a personal trainer was phenomenal. We had an amazing training group. Everybody had their own thing going, but we all were able to connect very well. And that was awesome. You know, so, and now, but again, like I said, you know, but there was no, I wasn't making as much as I was at the other jobs because it was commission based. But again, I was happy though. So when you're happy, 
you will start making more money because you're happy doing what you're doing. So in the beginning, it was a little rough, but since I was happy every day, oh, here comes the money. You know what I mean? But you're, yeah. you know, so, so then that started growing. I did that for a while, got into bodybuilding, game changer. Bodybuilding changed that. I owe so much to the bodybuilding community. So, so, so much to that. Because once you started bodybuilding, then you're taking your fitness level to a whole other level. And now it's serious because now we're competing. And I, and I like to compete. I'm a competitor. So I, was, I took it very, very serious. Every, I wouldn't even eat a peanut off of, my, off of my diet plan. Very, very, very strict. Working out two, three times a day. Making sure I got in all my water. Making sure I ate all the meals. Perfect to the exact. Because I'm about to get basically butt naked in front of all these people. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be a little bit nerve-wracking which by the way tony freeman's a good friend of mine oh really that's yeah yeah, yeah i like yeah. Tony, man. tony actually guest uh posed at one of my shows um way way back i mean this is before like they had even men's physique and stuff you know women's right. bikini wasn't even around so it was just bodybuilding and figure that was it it was like well, dude you're either going to be a bodybuilder or you're going to be a figure competitor so it doesn't matter how big you are. You're a bodybuilder, bro. Like, you got to compete with these big boys. But, yeah, I got into the bodybuilding thing. And that, that the number one thing, and I actually made a YouTube video about it, the number one thing I learned from bodybuilding was discipline. That taught me so much discipline. And as I did, I did about five or six shows, right? Did pretty well. But I didn't really have the genetics for it. You know what I mean? It comes to a point where you're tr- you can only train so hard. You can only do so much. But then the genetics starts to become a, a point. And then also, too, you're like, I'm not really making any money doing this. Like, yeah, I love it. But, man, this is getting expensive. And, and do I really see myself going? I, you know, I had goals involved in it. But I was like, how can I, again, how can I still stay involved in the sport but make money in it? So kind of like when it went back to my old days of working at just regular jobs and I got into working out, how can I make money and still be able to work out every day and no one's going to be pissed off that I'm more focused on working out, okay? Became a personal trainer. So the bodybuilding led me into the clothing line. So because I saw vendors at bodybuilding shows setting up, selling their t-shirts. And I had got a tattoo after a bodybuilding competition. And it, and it says the drive, right? A buddy came over and he goes, hey man, what's that say on your arm? I said, it says the drive. And he's like, dude, that would be a cool clothing line. And I was like, whatever, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually sitting there eating a meal and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, all right, dude, whatever. And I was like, well, what makes you say that? He was starting a clothing line. And I was all like, well, how would you even do that? Like, I don't even, like, how does that even happen? How do you start a clothing line? And then, he, you know, he told me some things and basically it was just whatever, you know, at the end of it, you're like, okay, whatever, you know, just like any idea, you kind of like, sure. you have an idea, but some, some you put into play and some you don't. Well, that sparked my interest. And I was like, well, I did, I am kind of complaining about how I'm not really getting paid to bodybuild. This would keep me in the bodybuilding community because why I could set up at shows, you know, so that's, that's right around bodybuilding. You know, and that will motivate me to keep working out and be big, this big dude behind a booth selling T-shirts. So started the brand, pop trunk in parking lots. And when I got my first order shirts, call my friends. Hey, man, I got, I, got, I got these shirts, man. I got these shirts in. I would meet them. I would drive. I didn't care how far I had it. I'd drive 
across town in Houston just to go sell a shirt. I didn't care because I was like, cool, this dude wants a shirt, I'm going. You know, because this was back in 2012 now when Facebook was just really getting kind of going to, to promote your brand and stuff. So I just would travel around all the shows in Texas Set, setting up a booth or setting up in a parking lot. Anybody that had any, there was any opportunity, I would go there and set up. I didn't care if it was freezing cold, if it was raining, if it was hot as shit outside. I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm going to sell these shirts. I know I got something here. And the whole point in the brand is the drive is not to stop. I knew right. in the back of my head, that's what, when people are, what motivates you to keep going with well, the name of the brand? Right. The name of the brand, the drive. If, if I stop now, after the first customer I sold a shirt to, right? If I stop now, then the meaning behind the brand means nothing. You know mm. what I mean? It yeah. means nothing. It's like, well, dude, you're, it's like, you know, it's, it means absolutely nothing. So that's what kept me always going with the brand is that if I stop all these people that have bought a shirt from me, I've completely let them down. I've, even if that person's only bought, even if I've had somebody that bought that first shirt that I ever printed, if they've never bought from me again, and let's say today I shut down the company, I've let that person down. So I think wish about more people, things. Chad, I wish more people would think like that. And you, and you have to in order to grow a brand because it's not about, it's not, it's just, at the end of the day, is it a t-shirt? Yeah, you're right. It is a t-shirt. But it's more than a t-shirt when it actually has meaning behind it. And there's more about the brand and what it means and what it represents and how do what how do the owners act and are you helping other people are you encouraging other, everything about it you know what I mean yeah so, dude so people buy brands because of the brand story I think it's like fifty eight percent of the time I that's it. huge I mean it, that validates exactly what you just dude. said because then other than that it's just a t-shirt that's right? it it's just a t-shirt. It's just another T-shirt with a skull on it. Yeah. But what right. makes yours different? It's like, well, the brand, what it speaks for. The If I let that, that first person to ever buy a drive shirt for me, if I stop, if I stop and shut down the company, I let down the first person to ever buy a T-shirt from me and so on. I let all those people down. So if you can live with that, cool. I can't live with that. Uh, yeah, I can't live that. with that. I can't live it because just it just it's 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 not I have a big heart. I can't live with the fact that I you know, even if I if I was barely getting by, which I did for a very long time with the clothing company, you know, and I and I did that and I did the shows and 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 did all that and I actually had to shut the brand down. I started out of a one bedroom apartment. Started out of a one bedroom apartment. Then I finally saved up enough to start to get into a two bedroom apartment. Shipping, packaging, everything. You know what I mean? Doing everything 100% by myself. You know, going and then going, shipping out some orders, loading up my Chrysler 300 and driving to, across to Dallas, from Houston to Dallas, to set up at a bodybuilding show, leave early that morning and come back that night because I didn't have enough money to get a hotel room. But I had to do what I had to do. You know what I mean? At that time. And then I went from a two-bedroom apartment. For a long time, I was in a two-bedroom apartment. You know? A very long time. And then... I actually had to shut the company down, you know, and tell me about that day. Tell me about, tell me about how you felt that day when you had to do that. It was horrible. You know, it's horrible. However, and this is where a lot of people make mistakes. I was, luckily I was able to, not luckily, I just, I knew how to manage my money properly. So when that time did come, I had enough money to get a house 
So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to get a house. You know what I mean? So, you know, what, what, what was it devastating? Were there many nights of in tears, you know, literally crying by myself at this time I was single. I had nobody, you know, I had my parents, but I had nobody else around me. So it was, it was like, well, this is it. You know what I mean? And thinking many nights, like I've let all these people down. I've let them all. And then when you start hearing the rumors from people too, oh, the drive failed. He, he can't do it. He can't keep it going. And da, 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 da. You're just like, man, dude, this sucks. You know, and it, it starts messing with your emotions. And you're like, maybe I can't do it. Maybe everybody is right. You know, like, and then, you, and then, but then the next day you wake up, like, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get back up and make this happen. So I said, okay, I'll shut it down. Fuck it. Let everybody say that this isn't going to work. He's going to shut it down. Like, look, see, I told you, you shut it down. Look, go to his website. You can't even go to the website anymore. Da, 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 da. I let everybody kept talking. I was like, cool, man, whatever. I don't give a shit. Cool. But I knew what I was doing. And my whole thing was, is I was rebranding. It was time to rebrand. And that's what happens in, a, in, in the clothing game. The clothing game is very tough. And sometimes you do have to rebrand. And sometimes you have to refine yourself within your brand. You, you might have lost yourself, which, which I did. I lost myself for a little bit there. You know, you, you, you want me to know, tell you the answer why? Sure, please. I got, I got, I got cocky. Mm, I got cocky. Ego. So I got this money coming in, right? And I'm like, cool. I, I'm making this steady a decent amount of money. Everything is good. I'm, I, you know, I'm a single guy. Everything's cool. Fuck it. You know, I'm chilling. And, but that was the problem. I got comfortable. Ooh. You know what I mean? So I got cocky and then I got comfortable. You know, and that's why I have a shirt that says comfort kills. Because when you get comfortable, it doesn't matter if you're making a million dollars a month. If you get comfortable, you will lose that million dollars a month. It will happen. When? I don't know. But it will. Trust me, if you get comfortable, it, it's, like, it's, it's almost like it's easier to get to a million dollars than it is to maintain a million dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel yeah. like it's easier to make a million dollars than to maintain a million dollars. But can you maintain it? That's, that's the hard where, part. That's the discipline. Yeah, and that's where the discipline came from, the bodybuilding. Luckily, that bodybuilding taught me that to never really get comfortable and to stay on it and always keep going. But I fucked up. I slacked, and I did get comfortable, and I did get cocky, and I did see all these things happen to me. And when all the stuff, all the blaming came about, right, all the, the things that I would blame on why the company's not failing, I had to really look in the mirror and go, is it all because of this, Chad, or is it because – you just got comfortable and you're not as disciplined anymore. And then that's when I realized, I said, yeah, it's because I got comfortable. You know, I'm not being disciplined anymore. And I just want to play the blame game and blame everybody else except for the guy in the mirror. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, Housecall Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Yep. And guess what? And guess what? Dude, Chad, you know, you said it perfectly. Like, we are the chokehold of the business. If there's a chokehold, it's it's the man looking in the mirror. Yeah, that's all you can only person you can blame. That's you know, exactly even if right. somebody else did do something, 
Yeah, okay, cool. So what are you going to do? Dwell on that or look at the guy in the mirror, Dale? Yeah, but let's really break it down. You invited that person in. Yeah, that's uh, kind of on you, bud. That's you right. Know? Even that's though you right. didn't know that person was going to do that, you still invited them, so it's still on you. You know that's what I mean? Right. Yep. So it's like having a party and the one guy pisses on your carpet. Guess what, dude? You let him in the house. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, man, why are you piss pissing on the carpet? You're that drunk. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a party. I kinda wanna go to that party. Right. Like, I really don't want to go to that party. That sounds fun. <laughs> that, sound like a blast. that sounds like man. a video that's gonna go viral right there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably throw some whippets in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, so and then anyway, so I went into um I shut down the company, uh, revamped it, you know, and um, you know, kind of like again, finding yourself within your brand. I was really into motorcycles and stuff. So I was like, you know what, maybe I need to start moving more into that direction in the motorcycle community. Um, during the time when I had shut it down, I had a severe motorcycle crash. So oh. game changer though, dude. You know, like most people say, man, I wish that motorcycle would wreck never would have happened to me. And if you've been down on a motorcycle, if there's anybody listening right now that's been down on a motorcycle, they know exactly what I'm talking about without even saying anything. You know, it is fucking intense, very intense, you know. And, but I, and most people say, man, I wish that would have never happened to me. Me, on the other hand, I'm glad it happened. You know why? Because so many people were going, you're going to get back on that bike? I go, fuck yeah, I am. As soon as it's repaired and back in that garage and I'm able to ride, hell yeah, I'm getting back on that motherfucker. Because I love it. And I, hey, if you fall, do you get back up or do you just stay on the ground? Or you feel for our, most people that fall on a motorcycle will sell their bike and they'll never get back on it. Why? Because now they're, they're scared. Fear. You know, they're scared. The fear is now taking over instead of going, yeah, man, but how much did you, but when you were on that bike, how did you feel? Did you feel free that everything was amazing in your life? So you're willing to lose that because you're scared that you might go down again. Me, I get it. I get it. You know, hey, cool. You're, that's fine. But for me, fuck that. I was like, I'm not scared. I know the mistakes that I made that day, you know, and there's some things that are out of your control, but fuck it. I'm not scared. You know what I mean? Because I love doing it and I'm passionate about it. So that's kind of how I came up with the whole road rash collection within my brand. And oh, that makes all the sense in the world. So what happened with the wreck? Do you mind me asking? Um, I, uh, man, I, so we were leaving a, we were leaving a Cody Jinx concert. I don't know if you know who Cody Jinx is, country singer, but we were leaving a Cody black Jinx black by chance? Huh? Is he black by chance? Black? No, he's white. Then, Sean, the reason that we were talking about Sean a minute ago, and he's really good friends with a guy. It's a black country singer named I think yeah. his name is Cody. Anyway, that's beside yeah. the point. Go ahead. No, but yeah, but Cody Jinks. So we left the Cody Jinks concert, and we were going um, down 45, which is right by downtown Houston. Which is, you know, if you ever been to Houston, it's huge out here. You know, and man, we were coming down, and um, I guess I didn't. I didn't. Even, I don't even really remember. I was told. Um, a dog in that area, which is crazy because it's right by downtown. But they said in that particular spot, a lot of stray dogs run across the highway. And it just so happened, a dog came running across, and I don't even remember, and fucking boom, I hit it. And dude, I slid for probably 
fuck, man, like probably a good hundred yards just on my side like this. And I put my hand down on the concrete to keep my leg from going up underneath the bike. So I'm just riding this thing and fucking sparks are flying up. And I'm like, oh, like, oh shit. I'm thinking in my head like, dude, this is really happening right now. Like, holy fuck, I'm down on this bike. And then I was able to finally let go of the bike and the bike just goes flying far as fuck. And I was like, holy fuck, and I pounced up because the adrenaline is just rushing at that point. You know what I mean? And then the cars, are, and then, and this is on 45. Anybody that lives here in Houston knows exactly what 45, where 45, and 45 in Main Street, it's like fucking a lot of cars. And dude, I was like shocked I didn't even get hit by a car. Like I just was blessed that day. Like somebody was looking over me. God was there for me that day. Straight sure. up. There's no way I should have survived. It's like, I can't believe I survived it. And got up and I was just like, holy fuck, my hand was just ripped to shreds, had just road rash all right through there, road rash, like I said, all over my hands and stuff, you know, and then, you know, went to the hospital and just whizzed out. So lost no business, no website up, you know what I mean? Not making any money. And then I'm laid up, laid up on the couch, you know what I mean? And just right back, right back again. I'm like, damn, I'm starting all over in my life. But like where I say why it was a blessing for me is why the road rash collection came about because I was like, people call it distress when you put the holes and stuff on there. That's technically what the, what the fashion world would call it. Well, I call it the road rash collection because it has meaning behind it because of the wreck. I, I, I got knocked down where most people would stay down. I think we could all agree on that. Most people that go down on a motorcycle would definitely stay down where I said, fuck that. I'm getting back up. I'm going to continue to ride and I'm going to continue to do what I love to do in life. Because again, goes way back again from the beginning of all this about being happy. You know what I mean? That's right. That's what yeah. made me happy. And I don't care if I, and I've always told other people, if, you, if I ever do was to die on a motorcycle, don't be sad. Just look at it this way. Remember, I was happy. You know what I mean? I've always said to people, if I ever did die, if something happens to me on a motorcycle, to my parents, my friends, my girlfriend, everybody, just remember, I died happy. Don't be sad because I died happy. And that's what, and, and so that's why, and then I, I felt like if I bring out the Rotorized collection, I can bring that story somehow and touch more people and be able to, so that other people can relate to it. You know what I mean? Because some Dude, people ask about holes. Why does everything have holes in it and stuff like that? I'm like, well, it's part of the Rotorized collection. There's more behind the holes. It's not just, obviously it's fashion, it's trending, it looks cool or whatever but there's meaning behind every single hole. And my vision with the road rash is, if I was to go down on a motorcycle or you or whoever was going on, how would your shirt look after you got up after being on a motorcycle? And so we make, I kind of make the rips based on that. Like how would I think, if I fell this way, how would the rips look like on the shirt? Okay, cool. So if I fell to my left, how would that look? All right, cool, let's distress it that way. Cause that's how I feel like it would look. You know what I mean? And then, so this whole time while I'm down, I'm totally revamping the whole, I'm giving the brand a whole new look, a total new look. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then, you wouldn't be, Chubby, you wouldn't have been able to do that if God had not slapped you on the ground and said, hey, dude, you need to stay still for a minute. Yeah. And look at what I'm trying to show you. Yep. Because you may, you'd have missed it if you yeah. had, had that accident. And I was back out of control again, too, you know, because the fitness changed my life. Not to go back, but to go back and, you know, for the, you know, the listeners, the reason why I got into, into, into working out and stuff is because, you know, I was doing drugs, I was 
drinking alcohol all the time, just partying all the time, just like whatever, you know, working my job and just doing whatever, getting out of shape and all that. And that's what's happening. Even though I was still staying fit, I was still just partying and getting out of control because again, like I said, I was making a little bit of money that I thought was a lot at the time, which wasn't shit, is I'm getting comfortable, I'm partying. And that's what I mean by I got comfortable and cocky, meaning that I was out there partying, you know, living it up, living it up. And two, you start building a name for yourself. It's Mr. Drive. And now people know who you are when you go out in public and stuff like that. It starts kind of getting in your head a little bit. And you, then you start becoming thinking you're invincible. Well, the good man upstairs said, eh, you're not that as invincible as you think. And I'm going to make you fucking realize that real soon. You know what I mean? You and, do. And, more. I know what you mean more than you – like in more ways than you have. Let me tell you, I, got, I have to stop you for a quick second. So – Ironically, and I swear to God, this is God. This is the one hundred percent truth. Before you started your motorcycle story, I almost said to you, "Hey, it." But to talk, I talked myself out of even bringing it up because I saw it was so stupid. But what it was? But when I was, um, I was about nine years old, maybe eight, and I was on a Honda Fifty. Right, you remember a Honda 50, little no. bitty ass bike, and I'm driving <laughs> along maybe 30 miles an hour, and the same motherfucking thing happened to me. A dog uh, came out, I saw him, and I'm thinking, He's gonna move, he's yeah. not gonna stand <laughs> And yeah. I just T boned him and went down, and it was nowhere near as bad as yours. But my point is, is isn't that ironic that we both hit yeah. a dog? I've never met another person in my life that's hit a dog, right? Yeah, that's crazy, All right. You know, and, and, and you know, and, and that's where, like what you said about, like, with, even with the wreck, some people go down harder than others, you know, but there's a reason why you were able to keep walking away from that. You know what I mean? Sure. I think that's when some people, when they fall like that in anything in life, but it doesn't have to just be a motorcycle. It could be anything. It could just be like any, anything, a relationship, really? though, anything like that. You have to sometimes say, like, you have to look past that and not get so caught up on that and just say, well, why am I here? Why did God put me here? I'm a big, I believe in God. I'm 100% that things happen for a reason. But I also really believe that God puts people in certain situations to see, let me test this guy. Test how badass you think you really are. Because there's a lot of people out there that think they're badass. It's like, yeah, but when you get put to that test, we'll really see how badass you really are. And God is going to test you. He's going to test you. You For sure. So, but yeah, that's so that happened, that's what happened with the brand and stuff. And then you know, I, I got it going, got it, gave it a new look, the look, basically the look that you see today. And um, once once I was able to do that, you know, uh, it, it, things started evolving a little bit different. I started thinking a little bit different. And but don't get me wrong, just because I came out with this new look it is today, it just all of a sudden took off. No, it took years. That was back in two thousand sixteen. And it really took about a good year, uh, maybe almost two years for me to really get things going still. So many, many still nights in my house, all alone in tears, many nights. Where it's like, I don't think this is still not gonna work. Even after going out in the motorcycle wreck, it's still all these things happening to me. It's still not gonna work. And then it's like, I don't know what it is with me, man, getting injured and stuff. But then it's like, boom, tore my ACL meniscus. And it was just like, fuck, man, like, now, like, now I'm back down again. 
But at that moment, when I did tear the ACL meniscus, man, that's when the brand started taking off. Right there, like, and this was back in like uh, 2018, you know? And I was like, dude, why am I back down again? And I thought about it and I was like, you know why? Because since I've restarted the brand and stuff like that, I'm still not 100% committed. I'm really not. I'm I'm acting like I am, but I'm not 100% serious. I could be putting way more attention and work into this. So I felt like, again, God's putting me in this situation again. Here we go again. And now I'm on the couch for weeks on end, laid up, can't even move, going, fuck, what am I going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm really putting a lot of thought into this. And then having help around people, I had a great circle at that time. Great circle, great group of people around me at that time that were willing to help me, whereas before I didn't have that as much help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that I had this circle around me, and that's what usually, you know, when you talk about business and stuff, it's about building relationships. And sometimes it takes another person to come into your life to really, really change things up. Because you get, you know, as a business owner, you really get stuck in your ways. And you're scared to like, let somebody else handle something because you've been doing it for so long. It's your baby. It's like, it's like, you know, you have a baby and you're saying, oh, this new baby soon is going to take care of our kid. Right. Eh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? So you get a little scared. You're like, I don't know. This is my baby. Are you sure this person's good? So that's how it is, like, you know, with business. Same thing. Like, I'm not going to just say, I I went through fucking, you know, (laughs) motorcycle wrecks and all kinds of, I I could go on and on about all the shit I've gone through with it, you know? But what, and then once that happened and just, you know, gave it a whole new look and got the right people around me, we were able to build the brand out to this day where, you know, but we maxed out the house. And that was the whole plan of why I bought the house was to, I say, okay, if this brand can take off, at least I have a house, which is technically a warehouse. Because, you know, how I'm thinking is, well, this is my warehouse. So I operated that house and I was there by myself for a while, packaging orders and all this stuff. The guest bedroom filled with order, everything filled with orders. And then I was able to bring on employees and start having people help me. You know what I mean? And, and that's hard to do. It's hard to find employees. It's hard to find good workers and good people around you. And I had a good person in that came, I had a couple good people that came into my life that game changer, total game changer, total, total, total. And made my mind even start thinking way differently where they were, they were more positive than me. And I'm supposed to be Mr. Drive, the positive uplifting guy. And, but I'm human still. You know what I mean? It can't be positive. It's hard to be positive all the time, but those people made me have different views of my life and started really making things change. And then once that happened, now, man, we're, now we're up to, we have our own production center. We have almost 30 employees now and we're rolling. We're rolling, you know, but you know, you're talking about 2012 and we're in 2020, you know, right, that- in, the, in the year, I would say in the good little, about a year and a half now is when really things have, changed for me in my life so really i'd say the year and a half has been a great really a year i would say has been game changer in my life you know? which is <laughs> which is bizarre dude because yeah. think about how to go know, through a lot well not to mention that you know the last four months five months have been a complete disaster well mm-hmm. i say complete disaster the country is in you know upside no, down right now yeah yeah with everything right now yeah so you know one of my buddies caleb who I think you know, uh, I know you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's one of my dear friends. In fact, I'm going up to Wisconsin to see hang out with him and uh, Wheeler. You know Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so 
Caleb, I, I said, hey, um, I'm talking to Mr. Drive today. What is there anything you'd want me to ask him? And he said, you know, how do you stay focused on your mission in a world of chaos? That was one of his questions. Are we talking about? Because uh, I'm just going by what you were saying. Just a second, second. Are we talking about 2020? Or are we talking about? Yeah, everything? 2020. With all the craziness going on, how do you stay focused on? Same as same as I did in 2019, 2018, all the other years. <laughs> Nothing. Because my, my my life has never been. You can ask my parents, man. I can bring them on the show right now, and they'll tell you, huh, Chad, fuck, man, all over the place, always getting injured, always into always something happening. It's like, yeah, you got this world of chaos, but I I kind of focus on my circle my team, the people involved in my life and the relationships I have with the people that I have right now. And then this world of chaos, it's like, it's out of my control a little bit, a little bit. You know, I, I could say what I could say. I could yeah. speak up, which I have to a certain extent. I have a business, so I have to kind of a little, maybe be a little careful, but I do speak a lot what's on my mind. I am staying who I am. And um, it is what it is. You adapt and overcome yeah. like the Mayans. You know what I mean? That's it. So yeah, you for sure. In history and you go, hey, man, it's called adapting and overcoming. You know what I mean? But don't just lay down. You know right. what I mean? Don't just say, oh, I'm just going to give it to you all. Trust me, I fight back. I, I do what I can. But there's some things that are just out of your control. So if you focus so much on the things that are out of, out of your hands and out of, that you can't control, well, dude, every day is going to be a bad day. Because yeah, you're too focused on the things that we can't control. But we can control this. We can do this. We can say this. You know, like Andy says everything that's on his mind. You know what I mean? Sean says everything that's on his mind because they know what. But I can say this and I can do that. Over here, I don't know. I can't. There's only so much I can do and say, but I can't sit there and focus on it on all this negative energy. You know what I mean? And why would you, right? Because it, this, all this craziness and focusing on it is not going to make you any more money. And the people around you that follow you and listen to you, you're down bringing them down because you're That's just right. so focused on all this negativity, which you already know they're focused on it. You know what I mean? So if you have social media, social media is destroying a lot of people's minds right now because you know what the problem is? You're looking at that when you should be looking at this. That's the problem. It's like if you would stop focusing so much on something you have no control over, and you started focusing back, get, getting back to focus, man. That's what I tell, you know, because I do the diet plans and stuff like that. I know we haven't talked about that much, but I do do the drive diet and I do have my legends and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but if you would focus more on this, on your diet plan that you paid for and did all this and working out, oh, but the gyms are closed. I don't give a fuck. Like, right, figure it out. Like, figure it out, man. Like, I ha I'm having to, you know, oh, well, you got a home gym. Well, yeah, but you could too. But you spend your money on this instead. So don't sit there and start making up these excuses and go out there and run. Go out there and do push-ups. Go out there and do sit-ups. You can still find a way to eat right, dude. Trust me. You can go to fast food places and eat right. You can go anywhere to eat right. I don't want to hear that. That shit's fucking like goes one out there. I've been a trainer most my life for the most part, you know? So it's like I've heard every excuse in the books, you know? And it doesn't – it's like, okay, well, cool. All right, you want to make those excuses? Okay, well, you still got to eat chicken and rice, dude. So, right. answer's still the same. I don't have to tell right. you, man. Like, yeah, but all this stuff is going on in the world. Yeah, well, you still got to eat chicken and rice. You know, it's like that's it. The zombies took over. Man, man, the zombies are all out there, and I, 
I wish I had a six pack. Well, man, you got to get chicken and rice. So you're going to have to figure out something like, yeah, but dude, there's zombies everywhere. It's like, well, I don't know, dude. Like, you're going to have to figure that out. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> one way or another. You just got to, you got to just stay focused, man, and stay on it and stop. If, if, if Caleb's listening, I'm sure. It's like, Caleb, man, if everything that's going on in this world right now, if it's really affecting you right now, what do you think you should do? Maybe you need to turn it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe just turn it off. Maybe stop watching the news. Maybe it's so stop. ironic. It's, and maybe just stop listening to it all. And maybe get back to what Caleb does. You know, and what Caleb's focused on, what your goals are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you need to just turn it off. I'm not saying that it's not gonna, it's it's still there. I get I get it. And I get into I I understand that you need to speak up and say something, but at the end of the day, this will eventually pass over. It has to. We have to make it pass over. So you're going to focus all this energy on it. And then when it does pass over, when it does end, you've lost all this time that you could have been focused on you. And now you were 10 steps ahead and now you're 10 steps back. And you just hit, dude, that was the, that was the best thing you could have said because you're 100% right. And Caleb and I, we started, so he had called me, he was in Arizona or somewhere. And he Mm -hmm. said, Hey, what do you, you think you want to start you will start 75 hard again? I was like, dude, no fucking way. I was like, I already, I already did it once. I'm not doing it again. He was like, you sure? And I'm like, why? You know? And he was like, you know, it was like, I know you've been through it. It was like, I, I just want to see if you can go through it. I'm like, you know what, Caleb? Uh, yeah, I'll go through it. And so it was four of us that went through it. And I'm so glad I, I got that phone call that day because it was right at the beginning of all this shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could have very well been where probably 80% of the country is right now, which is sitting in front of the news, which I don't do. No. Um, and so, uh, you know, I shifted because I could see myself doing that, right? I could see myself going either direction. I've struggled with drugs and alcohol my, you know, for years and not in a long time. But my point is, is like, I know, I know Corey can go off in left field if if given the opportunity so why even give it the opportunity so i just took the other way out and i took it a step further and we did a five-day fast i did a five-day fast with my wife and boy that sucked yeah it was water yeah just water but you did it to yourself anyway so it's like well it's like hey you want to get back on it you got to get back on it you know but what it did for me here was i can't put it into words yeah. Can't put it into words because I if I can get through five days without eating, I can get through just about any damn thing. Dude, and that's where it, when it comes back to the whole body. And I know 75 hard is not a fitness, it's not a diet. I, I totally, I understand where Andy's going with it and all that, that, you know, but where I can relate some is the bodybuilding again, is that that's what the bodybuilding taught you. It's just that discipline and then just like how you have to stay strict on it. And that's why I like his 75 hard because it is teaching people that man but if you can do this this fitness thing man you can do anything read the 10 pages a day and i know i think he has different levels like once you do the next level it becomes a little bit more intense a little bit harder and stuff like that i get it and it's just like man but it still comes right to me not nothing is what he's doing right now but just what i'm talking about in my life i the first thing i tell people is man how's your fitness levels because if you could do that because I know, like, I know you want to start this business. I know you want to go and do all that. But how's your fitness? How's your personal health? Because without you, okay, without you, well, there is no business. 
And then, well, well, what do you mean? I'm here right here, standing here. Today you are. But since you treat your body like shit, okay, and you keep your car cleaner, nicer, oil changed all the time, you focus more on your car out there, and it's way more detailed and looks badass than you, well, dude, you're not going to last long. So if you can, but if, that's why I tell people, man, if you can get on that health kick and get on that and you can take and you can apply that same health kick that you're on right now to just life and everyday life and in business, game changer, total game changer, you know? Agreed. And that's why I think, that's why I preach health so much because at the end of the day, I owe everything to health and fitness. Yeah. Everything, where I'm at today, health and fitness. You know, 100%. So, you know, so one thing I do want to hit on too is that, you know, obviously you're a cannabis smoker. How in the hell are you able to work out as much as you do and run a business? I, I don't know how much weed you smoke, but it, <laughs> by the pictures, I would say you smoke pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, like for me, man, I have real bad anxiety. I get, okay. like, especially when I'm around crowded people. And if I know I'm going to be around like a lot of people, I get real bad anxiety, you know? Uh, sure. And it's definitely, it definitely grew a lot more once I started getting bigger, then the more tattoos, then the beard and everything like that. So naturally you just draw a lot of more attention. People like to test you a little bit, say some things that you'll probably, that most people will be like, man, how'd you, how you let that slide? You know what I mean? So yeah. It, it helps with that and it just helps with and it helps with my sleep because my mind is nonstop. Like, man, you can ask my girlfriend, it's it's hard for me to sometimes I just want to keep it and I'm just like, I don't want to stop. Like it's hard for me to turn it off. Yeah. So the weed kind of like helps me like calm down, relax, not overthink stuff too. And I don't know, man, it just puts me in a great mood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? no, you know, yeah there's times I'll go throughout the day without smoking, you know? And like, it'll, it'll, I won't smoke until nighttime when it's time to go to bed, you know what sure. I mean? So yeah. it just depends on the mood, you know? Like today, I haven't smoked at all today, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just depends. It depends on the mood. If I'm feeling all right, my anxiety's not too bad or anything, then I go. But if the anxiety starts to come in, I start overthinking a lot of things, you know, maybe getting a little upset about small things that I shouldn't get upset about, that definitely helps. Not saying to go, you know, oh, well, that's the only way I'm, I'm a good person is when I'm high. Right, but, right, right. You know, it, it's, it's a medication. It really does help. You know what I mean? For so. sure. No, I, I totally agree. And I think it'll be legal everywhere at some point. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes it to should working be. out, you know, when it comes to working out, smoking and stuff, yeah, it, you know, not every, you know, I don't smoke every time I work out, but there is times I smoke before I work out um, because I'll just focus in more. Again, it depends on where the anxiety is where I'm at, where my mind's at at the time, you know, if it's not, a, if it's in a place where I don't feel like it's a safe, it's safe in a way, then, you know, it's like, oh, let me, let me smoke this somewhere, you know? So, yeah. So I think it helps, you know, but not everybody can do it. You know what I mean? Cause it gives you that sure. feeling, you know, super overthinking, but that's why I tell people, I'm like, well, just remember if you get high and you start getting paranoid, just say it's the weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weed, man. Yeah. Just chill. Just chill, dude. You're overthinking it, man. It's chill. And then once you start thinking that way, you're like, oh, it's, well, it's because I just got high, you know? Yeah. So You know, it's interesting. It made me think of, so I did my second ayahuasca journey um, two weeks, three weeks ago, right? And I'm sure, are you familiar with ayahuasca? I uh, know. What is it? So ayahuasca is an Amazonian plant, all right? You go, okay. 
And a lot of people go to Peru and you drink it. It's disgusting. It's nasty as fuck. Mm. And, and what it does is it taps into the pineal gland and the DMT that you harbor in your body. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what DMT stands for. Dimethyltrypto. You've heard Joe Rogan. I'm sure talk about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it takes you to a deeper spiritual place. The reason I brought that up is because I held on so tight my first journey that I didn't get what the medicine was trying to give me. Right. Uh-huh. And it's a plant, right? So plant medicine, same thing as, you know, as, 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 as cannabis or any other plant medicine for that matter. Um, and, and, and my point is, is that I tried to control the medicine. It's kind of like you're, you're saying with the paranoia, you just kind of had to talk yourself and say, Hey, it's just a weed. And I know yeah. you, you know, but really I had to talk myself with the, with the, um, the ayahuasca and I had to literally talk myself out of controlling my experience. Cause I thought I was going to go there and trip out and like I was, you know, taking a bunch of LSD. That's not what happened. Um, but that was because I tried to control it. Now my second journey, which is the one I just came back from is a little bit different because I did finally let go. Um, anyway, I, I hope, hopefully that related to what you yeah. were saying. I think it no, I totally understand. Yeah. I kind of want to try it, you know. <laughs> it was uh, it's quite an experience, dude. I, I, I'll be honest with you. It was uh, it's interesting, right? Because you know, if you've ever taken any kind of psychedelic, which I don't know, I'm assuming you have at some point, yeah. right? So any kind of it's a different kind of psychedelic, right? And what I mean by that is you don't go there. I thought I was going to go there and feel like I was tripping on mushrooms, but because I expected that that's not what happened. Um, And so, but what it does, it just takes you to a deeper spiritual uh, connection with the one, whatever that is for you. And I know that for you is God and for me is God, but it's, it's, it's weird in the whole week after that, after you're done. So it's, so you go in on Friday, right. And you drink for the first time Friday night, you drink twice Friday night. And then Saturday morning, you drink again. And then Saturday night, you drink again. Okay. So, and you puke hardcore. You puke oh, wow. guts up, dude. And and some people shit all over themselves. Some people puke. And then people yeah. are flailing around. It's, all those toxins and stuff. It's wild, dude. It's wild. Damn. Yeah, it's, you're releasing all those toxins out of your body and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and spiritual things like, Oh, just shit comes out of you. I don't know how to explain it, man. It's wild. Yeah. It's just that. And there's endorphins probably start really flaring and stuff like that. It's kind of when you work out, you know, it's yeah. you feel so good after a workout, but yeah. this is probably taking it to a whole other level. Dude, you know? this is like, it takes it to a level that I can't, it's hard to even explain the level is so deep. Yeah. It's hard to even understand. It's hard for me to explain. And people are like, well, I don't understand why you went and did it. Well, unless you go do it and experience it, it's hard to understand. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, it's like one thing you got to just go experience it and see. Yeah. I feel, you know, I love like the spiritual type stuff like that. It really opened up your mind. That's what gets you really creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got you to stay around that creativeness, you know? That's like, like when you start, like, like for instance, anyone that's trying to start a clothing brand, man, keep yourself around creative things. And that's what one thing that the weed does too. It opens up my mind a lot. Sure. Like it really, like it makes a lot, shoot, a lot of my great ideas 
that with the brand have came because I was high. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really opens your mind and makes you think a little bit more. You know what I mean? And I think that's important. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. It's interesting because I think everybody, uh, I think it affects everybody a, a bit differently. I mean, I, I, for, I, at least that's my opinion, but a lot of people get super creative. A lot of people get super excited. A lot of people get energy, but then some, like myself, I would get, I would, I, you know, I, I get lazy and tired yeah. and, and yeah. lethargic and just mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't, I just don't want really to do anything. And sometimes too, you got to smoke like, like sativa is more of an upper. That's usually what I smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. So indica is more of a downer and stuff. So if you smoke an indica, it's like, well, you're probably going to be more sleepier or more. Yeah. And then, so the term that we have here, like me and my friends use is indica, how you can tell when you ask for what kind of bud you want, if you say indica, always remember indica in the couch. Yeah, I've heard you know that what I mean? Yeah, so that's yeah, the yeah. part of it. So if, it's, if it, they say indica in the couch, so that means I'm going to be chilling. But yep. sativa is that upper that, man, you hit that, you're like, woo, like, man, I'm up now. You know what I mean? Like you're still chilling, but you're more awake. It's a little bit harder to sleep on, you know, yeah. but I, that's all I smoke is sativa, even to sleep on. Cause I don't like, I, um, it's hard. I like my brain to constantly keep working. I don't know. It's like, Hey, we live one life and let this brain work as hard as it can. You know, it'll, yeah. it'll rest whenever I'm dead. <laughs> right. And this is thing, man, if you, if your brain, if you're not, you know, if you're not letting your brain go to work like that and create and, and be and do, it doesn't grow. You know, no. if you, if you don't keep your mind sharp with these things, not necessarily weed, whatever, but, but the creativity portion, You've got to yeah. you got to keep that stuff fresh. Oh, big time, big time! Yeah, man. always got to be creating in some way. Somehow, try to find that. And I, that's why I like to travel a lot too. I like to yeah. get out. You know what I mean? So it's you know because if not, then I don't see new things. I don't hear new things. I don't hear what other people are saying. And that's why I do like to be around people too. Because it's like that somebody could say something. I'm like, oh man, and it just sparks something in my head. And I'm like, cool, I, I could use that towards this now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So look, my man, um, let's go ahead and, and wrap up. Where where can people find you uh on social? Okay, so better yeah, tell us what the name of the company is. Since okay, we haven't but, even been through that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the name of the company is the Drive Clothing. Okay, and then that's the Instagram, the, the Drive Clothing. And same thing with Facebook, the Drive Clothing. On uh, my personal Facebook is Chad Lemons. That's my actual name. And then on Instagram is Mr. Underscore Drive 12. And you can find me on there. And then um, they're not much the main two platforms that we use is Facebook and Instagram. So, sure. um, yeah. Well, folks, go there. check out check out Chad's clothing line. I'm waiting to get my shirt as we speak. Literally, right. I, I should be there today. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, yeah go follow this guy. I, Chad, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, it. man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. absolutely. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.